0: And welcome to the Raven New Testament Church podcast. You are about to hear a powerful message. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today.
1: Service.
2: Uh, Few in number, but uh, we're going to have church anyway, and uh, the Lord's going to be with us because His Word said where two or three were gathered together in His name that He would be there in the midst. And you know, on many occasions, it was just me and Him. It was just me and Him, but it was also the Holy Spirit also. So two or three, that's what the Word says, right? So uh, we came here to worship our Lord and Savior tonight. I know you'll be blessed for coming out tonight. I want to continue prayer for all the ones that are out. Uh, can't come back either due to COVID or either uh, just not the fear of getting COVID or whatever. Um, whatever the situation might be, uh, pray for all those uh, members of the uh, congregation that are out tonight. want to come to you tonight for any prayer requests you might have that you would like to call out tonight. Any tonight? Yeah, remember Brother Bubba? Yeah, Brother Bubba's under the weather. Brother Melvin and um, his sister-in-law, uh, Bubba's sister-in-law Marty, his sister, and and her daughter and two children. Uh, pray for pray for all those situations right there. Yeah. Pray for Morgan. Yeah. Well, pray for us all. I mean, it's everywhere. I think you're exposed whenever the minute you step out the door. I think at some point you'll be you're exposed. Um, just pray for God's protection, God's protection over. It. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's strange how in some cases it it becomes life threatening, and in other cases it just, it just becomes an inconvenience. Is what it does. So uh, either way, it's a, an extreme inconvenience. Anything that keeps you from coming to church, guess what? It's an inconvenience. It's a great inconvenience for not being able to assemble yourselves together with uh, with church members. Uh, I want you to continue to pray for my uncle, Uncle Billy, Billy Joe. He did have cataract surgery. I, he's doing. He's doing. Um, he's doing better. Um, pray for my brother. He had shoulder surgery. He is improving as well. Um, beginning to use his arm some. Uh, Thank, thank the Lord for touching both of those situations. Any other prayer requests tonight that we'd like to make? Yes, ma'am. Yes. 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 Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody's short-handed. Even even the U.S. Postal Service claims to be short-handed. And they got people in jobs that don't normally get in a job. So that's that might be why that you get a toaster delivery when you ordered a a, a mop or, or a vacuum. <laughs> so so just be patient with everybody. Uh, pray for those situations with Sister, sister Beth's uh, co-workers. Pray for that situation as well. Any others tonight? Yes, Crystal. Amen, amen Just give him, Give them Jesus Give him Jesus Tell him that he's bigger than any of Any cancer, he's bigger than any of those situations But we'll be in prayer for that That as well For uh, Crystal's aunt and um, that situation Any others tonight We'd like to make mention tonight Two homeschool families Yes Remember the country Remember the situation we're going through uh, it seems like 2020 can't get out of here fast enough. But you know, it's going to leave an everlasting impact whenever it leaves because this, you know, it's been a year. It's been some things that, that have changed the world, happened in 2020. And we'll we'll be living through the consequences until our Lord and Savior comes to get us. So just pray for His uh, soon coming. Just be ready for His arrival whenever He does come. Pays to be ready. Any other prayer requests tonight? Yeah, yeah, yes. Pray for that situation. Mental illness is a is a uh, real thing. It's a real thing. Some people suffer from it and don't even know it, and uh, don't know it until it's too late. Uh, any others tonight? We'd like to make mention. Well, if no others tonight, uh, unspoken request by the raising of your hands. Let's all stand and get a hold to the Lord invite him into this service. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Lord, inviting you in, Lord. We see you knocking on our door, Lord. Lord, we ask that you'll just come in, Lord, and sup with us for a little while, Lord. Lord, we ask that you'll continue to, to look over these prayer requests, Lord. Lord, I know you work in each and every situation out, Lord. I know that you're working it out in your time, Lord. And, Lord, we ask that your will be done in each and every situation, Lord, as what the Word says, Lord. Lord, we continue to ask that you keep your loving hands and protection around us, Lord, around our families, around our community, around this church, Lord. Lord, protect those uh, that are out of church, Lord. Touch all those that, uh, that are sick with this virus, Lord. Lord, uh, touch our, our government, Lord. Touch our, touch our surroundings, Lord Jesus. But we know, Lord, it's just a sign of the times, Lord, and we're looking for your coming, Lord. Lord, we're looking for your coming. We're looking for you to split those skies, Lord, Lord. Come soon. Come quick for us, Lord. We love you and we appreciate you and we thank you for where you brought us from, Lord Jesus. Lord. I want to do a real quick reminder. Have a baby shower coming up the 12th, Saturday the 12th uh, at 11 a.m. for, for Megan and Matt, uh, their, their, their uh, upcoming child. Uh, and it's a girl. It's a little girl. So make sure that, that uh, we support that, that cause as well. Announce that, Tabby, You want to come lead us in congregational song. Page three forty-five.
0: Three forty five C Cord mm-hmm.
2: Truly, there is nowhere to go but unto the Lord. You know, people try many other times to go to different other places. Some people, and I've done it myself, some people turn to alcohol, some people turn to drugs. Some people just turn away from God altogether and uh, try to replace the love of God with something in this world. You know, you can reach out to the world, but the world can't fill that void that you feel in your heart. Uh whether it be from, if you suffer from loneliness or, or depression or whatever, um, truly God can fill that void. But you got to allow Him. you got to allow Him to come into your heart. you got to allow Him to change your heart. You know, it's, a, uh, it's, it's all ahead head thing is what I call it. Most of our problems, most of the things that we go through happens between these two old ears, believe it or not. You know, you can either choose to claim your victory. You can either choose to stand upon the Word of God the word is full of every situation that you're going through right now. If you don't believe it, you just try me. You just try me. You come up here, and you stand in front of us, and you name your situation that you're going through. And we, I promise you, it wouldn't take us very long. We could flip through, and we could come up with You know, old, old Jairus had this this condition right here. And you know, his daughter, his daughter was dead. And our Savior spoke life back into that, to that young girl. What more proof do you need? being raised from the dead, if our Lord can can speak unto a little girl and tell her to come forth, He can definitely speak to your situation and He can He can overcome your situation. But you got to allow Him to come into your heart. I know each and every one of you, I don't have to reiterate that fact to you, but you know, you may be going through some things and, and sometimes you get caught up in them. Sometimes you you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But there is a light, and that light is Jesus. That light is, is he's hes going to be light in that city whenever we walk into it. Whenever he comes back to get us and we go to inhabit that city that, he, that he's going to prepare for us. I tell you, it's going to be a lovely time. It's going to be a lovely time. I want you to continue to worship with us tonight. Uh, Tabby, you want to sing one? You and Tony, maybe? You got one, brother? Okay. Decor. Decor, brother.
1: Worship with Brother Rick. God wants the dark here, the highways and byways. shadow The mountains cross rivers through valleys. God wants the dark hue, cause He loves you and me.
2: Part of, my, part of my testimony is the 23rd Psalm. Uh, and if you'll recall, part of that psalm is it states that, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That statement was read over my bleeding body. And uh, you know, I, I planted my 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 salvation and I planted, I reaffirmed my salvation, and I planted my my testimony op- upon that 23rd Psalm. My son and my family stood over me, and they quoted that, uh, that scripture upon my body. Uh, and, you know I, know, I know the Lord walks in some bad places because He had to walk in some bad places because that's where, I, that's where He found me. That's where He found me, you know. Uh, you know, He said He didn't come into this world for the righteous. He came for the most vile sinner. He came for, if you recall, Saul was the hater of Christian people. Saul uh, pretty much imprisoned all the Christian people. If they worshipped the Messiah, if they worshipped anything that had to do with Christ or whatever, he imprisoned them or he would have them killed or whatever. You know, he found Saul in a, in a very low place in his life as well. But you know, if he can go and take a person like that, and he can take them, and he can mold them, and he can shape them, and he can form them into a person that's worthy for the kingdom of God, what you think he can do for you? You know, what has he done for you? I know he's done a lot for me. He has molded me. He has shaped me. Now I'm still. I still got some blemishes. I still got some faults, and I still got some failures. And I'm not perfect. And I. I've never met a person that was perfect. Had a few. Had had a few proclaimed. They might be pretty close. But, you know, uh, each one of us is just a broken individual. We're just full of broken pieces. Some of those pieces look the same. Some of those pieces have formed from some of the same circumstances. But, you know, Christ can take us, and He can mend us, and He can shape us, and He can reform us. Because, you know, uh, in Genesis, it says that he took, he took a fistful of dirt and He spat in it, and that's what He made you and me from. You know, He made us from the dust of the earth. So don't tell me that He can't form you. Don't tell me that he can't mend you. Don't tell me that he can't fix you because he can. He sure can. And he'll walk through those dark places whenever whenever you feel like you're alone, whenever you are you like you're walking through the darkest time in your life. Our Lord and Savior is right there with you. He's right there with you. If you'll just listen for that small, still voice, he'll say, hey, I've been right here with you the whole time. You know, you just got to call on me. You just got to call upon me. He won't force himself on you. He won't uh force, force himself into any situation where he's not welcome. But if you ask him, he'll be there. He'll be there for your rescue. He'll rescue you and he'll come into that situation for you. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit tonight. Uh, you know, I know he wants to do something in his service tonight. There's just a few of us here, but you know, we can still worship our Lord tonight might be the night I know you've heard me say that a million a times but it might be it might be tonight might be the night when our Lord says hey son go get them go get them they, they've suffered enough you know um, look at that look at that group of people down there I'm proud of them I'm proud of them you know they could have been anywhere they could have been at home they could have been at home watching TV they could have been at home watching football they could have been hunting hanging onto a tree somewhere and but yet they they showed up for my house. They showed up for my service tonight. You know, it'll happen that way. It'll happen that way. You know, uh, thank the Lord for, for His promise to us. Continue to look, look into, the, into the hills where, where our help comes from. He's coming to get us one day, church. He's coming to get us, and I cannot stress to you uh, the importance of being ready whenever He comes. You know, our last few Sunday school lessons have been just that. It's just being ready, being sold out, having your inventory right, being sold out to the Lord. Because whenever He comes, whenever He comes, uh, there's going to be some broken hearts. There's going to be groups of people where just a few are, are left, and there's going to be be crowds where many are left when our Lord and Savior comes, and they're going to be looking around like, I thought I was ready. I thought I was ready for, for His coming, but, but I guess I wasn't. I guess my inventory wasn't right. Don't be that person. Don't be in that situation. Don't be found wanting whenever our Lord and Savior returns. You made a good start tonight by coming to the house of the Lord. You can finish that tonight by just praying and calling out on His name and praying and asking for forgiveness for your shortcomings and for your to get the the blood covered your sin tonight. I have to do it daily, just like the Apostle Paul says. He says I must crucify this flesh daily, because not not that he was a bad person, not that he he was just an awful person, but you know we're all awful people. We really are. You know we started started in the garden. It was an inherent sin. Sin is an inherited sickness that we can't do anything about. But I tell you, you can cover your sins under the blood if you confess it one to another. Confess your sins one to another and confess it most of all to our Lord and Savior. And He will wash them away. He will take those sins and cast them into the, into the sea, never to be brought up again. Brother Kobe, you ain't got one you want to sing, do you? Okay. Didn't want to miss anybody. Thank you all again for coming out tonight. We're going to go ahead and turn turn Brother Tony loose tonight and let him bring forth the message unless he wants to cut loose on one over there.
1: Okay. All right.
3: Good to be in God's house, Amen. Tonight, good to have you, everybody, out here with us uh, on Wednesday night. And uh, uh, just mention real briefly before we get into uh, the message tonight, in case I uh, forget or fail to uh, uh, to do this a little later. Uh, obviously, we um, we sent out some stuff today just to remind us about the the COVID. And Kevin kind of talked about that a little bit, and and uh, we know. Numbers seem to be going back up during this time, and a lot of us are, um, you know, um, either dealing with it at work or uh, school or uh, just out and about, whatever the case may be. And uh, certainly, all of us are affected by it or have been affected by it in some way. But uh, uh, you know, we thank God and praise God that He is He has kept us uh, in our church. I really feel like God has really blessed us uh, in that, and. Uh, and uh, we've been able to keep the doors open, and been able to have in-person services, and uh, uh, we've had a few that have been diagnosed with it, and uh, fortunately, or not fortunately, but thanks to the uh, blessings of God, um, you know, there was, um, we didn't have a widespread outbreak here at the church, and when, when people came down with it, they were elsewhere, and, and uh, had not been in church services prior to that, so we're we feel fortunate in that, uh, by the Lord's grace, that uh, He's blessed us thus far, and we just feel like He's going to continue to do that uh, for us. And, uh, and so we're not uh, putting our trust in man, and we're not putting our trust in ourselves, um, but we're, we're still keeping our trust in God. But we all also want us to be—we want us to be wise. We want us to be s- smart about it. And God, I think God put that gray matter in our heads up there to use it every once in a while. And uh, I think it's uh, prudent for us to. Uh, uh, put things in place and to make decisions to just to try to keep us safe and, and try to keep uh, things from getting out of control uh, and so just help us with that um, not asking you to do anything different than what you've been doing uh, what you guys have been doing for the past several months has uh, been great it's been perfect we can't uh, can't ask you to do anything else and so uh, just continue to do that and uh, again if anybody has any concerns or any questions or anything call your pastor call us and uh, i glad to talk to you about it and uh, uh, certainly walk through that, but uh, we just want to continue just to follow the leading of, of God in this thing, and uh, if it comes down to it and, and something happens and we have to close down and uh, for a period of time, then uh, we'll, we'll do what we need to do, uh, but uh, we'll continue to trust God and we'll continue to have something. If it's just uh, Brother Bub up here, <laughs> amen, preaching uh, or whatever the case may be, we'll have something out there for church services, and we'll get things back as soon as we can. But we're just going to trust and pray that we're not going to have to shut the doors, That we're going to keep it open. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to First Corinthians chapter number ten. 1 Corinthians chapter number ten. Amen. Pray for your pastor tonight. I know we requested prayer for him, but uh, I know he is. Uh, um, he's he's. Uh, He's probably uh, uh, wishing he was here tonight with us, and uh, he misses when he's not able to be in service, I know. And so I just lift him up in prayer, and I uh, got a little bit of sinus drainage and just uh, wanted to stay away tonight, and we certainly respect that. And uh, we just trust and pray he's going to be back healthy, everything's fine, and uh, he'll be back here preaching Sunday morning. So I'll remember him uh, in prayer tonight. But First Corinthians chapter number 10, I mean, let's read verse number 12. It says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to read some more scripture, but that's going to kind of be our, our focus tonight, if you will, is 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 there. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. So the title of this message tonight is Take Heed lest you fall. Amen. Pray with me. Amen tonight. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you and praise you. Glorify and honor you, God, tonight. Once again, for your grace, your love, and your mercy. God, your blessings, God, that you bestowed upon us. God, we pray for all those, God, that are in need tonight. God, I ask you, Lord, God, just to help me, strengthen me, God, tonight. God, just for a few minutes, Lord, as God, deliver what you laid upon my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if we look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, amen, we could really back up uh, a couple chapters, and what he's talking about here and kind of the subject matter, uh, he began in chapter number 8, and it had to do with the subject of food sacrificed to idols. And so the Corinthians had asked Paul this question, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Can we eat food that is sacrificed to idols? And so he goes through this saying, if you know, if you've read through it, you know it, Uh, But he basically says, look, I mean, the food that is sacrificed to idols, the idols that they're sacrificing to are not real gods. We we know there's only one true real God. And so they're sacrificing to false gods. And so, um, you know, for us... Uh, as Christians, Paul is saying, it's not a sin for us. If that's what's available and where you are uh, and uh, that, that's all you got, say, man, it's not a, a sin in and of itself if you uh, partake of, buy this food, sacrifice to idols, uh, not a problem. But here's the problem that does come in uh, is if, if it causes your brother or your sister to stumble. So in other words, if, uh, if there's somebody that's young in the Lord, young in Christ and, and uh, you know, they see you eating this food sacrificed to idols and they say, you know, uh, uh, why are they doing this? And it, and it might cause your brother or sister to question things or, or, or lose their faith or, or, or walk away on God or something. Don't put anything in, in front of your brother or your sister that's going to cause them uh, to stumble. So if it, if, it's, uh, if it does, if it's a stumbling block for your brother and sister, then don't do it. It's not necessarily a sin. Uh, all things are permissible. Amen. This thing may be permissible, amen, but it's not necessarily the wisest choice to make in this situation. So Paul says... You know, I'm not going to do anything. If it means me not ever meat, eating meat again, he said, I'll never eat meat again if it causes my brother to stumble. And so that's kind of the subject matter that he's talking about when he gets into chapter number 10 here and this idea of falling. And, and when, he, when we kind of think about this, uh, I want to kind of go back to that verse real quick and then we're going to hit some other verses here. But uh, chapter 10, verse 12 there in 1 Corinthians, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth. See, I think that's the key to this whole verse, those that think they stand. Right? They think everything's okay. They think they're on a solid foundation. They think they're on the rock that is Christ Jesus. They think their life's all together. They think they're living the life that God wants them to live. They think they're obeying the commandments that God would have them uh, to live out. Amen. But the problem is, uh, Amen, it's not about what we think. Amen. This is not a thinking thing. Amen. We got to know and we got to understand and we got to have an assurance, Amen, that our lives are built upon, Amen, the rock of Jesus Christ and nothing else. Amen. Bible says, amen, that there, you can look at two different ways, amen, there were some that built their house on the sand, and there's some that built their house on the rock, amen, that rock is Christ, amen, we know that, amen, but those that built the house on the sand, when the winds come and the rains come, the hurricane came and hit, uh, amen, town, amen, that house, amen, fell, and the Bible says great was the fall of it, amen, because they were built upon I mean, their own strength, their own abilities, their own talents. Amen. I their own, amen. I thing, and they weren't relying. We're not relying on Christ Jesus as their sole source. And so, I believe, amen. I that's kind of what Paul is saying here. Amen. I some of the sins and some of the things that was happening in the church of Corinth. He's trying to correct them and he's trying to encourage them and say, "Look, amen. Uh, I you need to take heed and you need to take some inventory and you need to make sure, amen, I that your life, amen, I is is lining up with the Word of God and what God would have to say for us." And then. I believe that's the encouragement, Amen, I that He has for us tonight. He for that thinketh, He stand. Take heed, lest He fall, Amen. I so that's what we want to, I Amen. Obviously, avoid tonight. Let's back up to verse number one in chapter number ten. He says, "Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did eat all the same." or did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that, was, that followed them, and that rock was Christ. I'm to back up here for just a minute. It says that they were, verse number two, look at it, it says that they were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. What is he talking about here? I mean, the Bible says, amen, and the Israelites came out of Egypt. I mean, from the moment that they came out, Amen. there was a pillar of cloud by day, Amen in a pillar of fire by night. I want you to think about this. Amen. As they come out of Egypt, Amen. God is going to lead them. He's going to guide them. He's going to direct them. Amen. This is the presence of God. This is the glory of God. Amen. That is that is there. Amen. With the Israelites as they're going through this journey, and and so I mean, as we think about Amen, what's taking place? I mean, think about they're in the wilderness. They're in the desert. Amen. They're in a hot place. Amen. With the sun. Amen. There is no shade. There's no trees, and so during the day, Amen. God, Amen, for them is a pillar of cloud by day, amen, to block out the sun, amen, Amen, to give a little shade when they need a little shade, amen, God is a pillar of fire by night, uh, amen, to give them light to see warmth if they needed it, amen, whatever they had need of, uh, God was providing for them uh, and even, amen, going above and beyond just that, uh, amen, the rock that followed them, think about this, have you ever seen a a rock walk, or move, I mean, maybe, maybe you have, Amen. But the writer of Hebrews says here, I'm sorry, the writer of 1 Corinthians, I mean, it says here, Paul, amen, I that this rock followed them. Amen. And that rock was Christ. Amen. God, wherever they went, Amen. When when Moses struck the rock, Amen, the water came out, uh, Amen, to water them and their flocks and their herds. Uh, amen. Whether the rock followed them uh, literally in the wilderness, uh, or whether, amen, that river of water followed them wherever they went, uh, Amen, it doesn't matter. What matters uh, is that Jesus Christ was with them uh, every step of the way. He didn't leave them. Uh, amen. He provided whatever they had need of. Amen. 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 I'm get off subject. Let me get back. I got to get this. They were all baptized under Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So understand, they were under the cloud, and they went through the sea. The sea was parted by God, and they walked through on dry ground, and they passed through the sea to the other side. And when they came through the other side, the sea God brought the sea back together, and He destroyed and He killed Pharaoh's army there in the midst of the sea. What the writer here is saying, what Paul is saying, is that this. Is a picture for us of baptism. They were baptized unto Moses, unto the law, amen, in the Old Testament, unto Moses, amen, because they were under the cloud. In other words, when you're baptized, what do you do? You go under the water, amen, and they pass through the sea. We go under the water, amen, to represent our death, amen, to the old life. Our death to sin, uh, amen, and we come up out of the water, amen, It's a picture of the resurrection, amen, of Jesus Christ and us being resurrected, amen, to new life in Christ Jesus. Amen, it's a picture, amen, when they came out of Egypt, uh, Egypt is a picture of our past life, it's a picture of the world, it's a picture of sin. They came out of Egypt, Amen. they passed through the Red Sea, and they came out on the other side, and God's intent was for them to walk into the promised land. And so when we picture this, it's a picture of baptism for us. When we are saved, this literally takes place in the spiritual realm. Baptism is just a picture of it. Baptism doesn't save us, but it's a picture that we have died to the old self. We're not in Egypt any longer. We're not in sin any longer. I'm not the same person that I used to be. I don't do the same things that I used to do. I don't go to the same places I used to go to. I may not hang out with the same people I used to hang out with. Amen, because I'm different, I'm changed. Amen, and so it's also, let's continue on here. He said, they drank that old spiritual drink, for they drank that spiritual rot that followed them, and that rot was Christ. Amen, I want to go back, amen, let me back up to verse number three. And they did all eat the same spiritual meat. Now the Bible says that Israel was provided by God with something called manna from heaven. From the moment that they walked out of Egypt, I should say, from the day, and God instituted it to the day that they stepped foot on the promised land. God provided manna every single day, six days a week. He didn't provide it on the seventh day. Remember, I mean, God provided that spiritual bread for them in the wilderness. And not only did He do that, He provided some spiritual drink. Amen. By that water, amen. And that it was—it was more than just physical water. Now, it was physical water. It was a physical form of bread. It was a, man, it was a food that they could eat. And this water was water they could drink. I mean, what the writer here is saying, that there's a significance beyond that. I mean, there is a spiritual element to what he's saying here. I mean, God provided that spiritual bread and that spiritual drink for them in the Old Testament, in the, I mean, the wilderness, which is a picture of communion. The elements of the bread and the wine that we use now, which represent now the blood of Jesus Christ, amen. He provided that spiritual drink. He provided that spiritual bread, amen, for them, amen. And these are pictures for us, uh, amen, to remind us, amen, that God, amen, had already instituted some of these things. He had it in His mind, amen, from the very beginning. When we go through baptism, it's a picture that our old life has changed that we've come out of sin. We're a new creature in Christ Jesus, and I'm being raised to newness of life. Amen? Amen, when we partake in communion, we are becoming, amen, partakers of Christ's death. We are saying we are uh, associating ourselves with the Christ Jesus, amen, in His death, burial, and resurrection, and we are looking forward, amen, to the blessed hope uh, and the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to take us home. Amen. It's such a picture, amen, of what God is doing in our lives. And this is what Paul is saying. Amen. Don't lose sight of where you came from and what God has done for you. Amen. He saved every single one of us out of the depths of sin. I believe every single person in here tonight is saved and your sins have been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you're walking, uh, amen, by faith, amen, tonight, amen, and you're living, amen, amen, a, a life, amen, that, that, that you're trying to please God. You want to please God and, and, and live for Him, amen, and, and what Paul is saying here to the Corinthians is what I'm going to try to say to you tonight is, amen, don't lose sight of where God has brought you from, and don't lose sight of where you are, amen, don't let the things, amen, of this world or anything else, amen, draw you away, amen, from church, whether it be this church or another church, amen, you stay, amen, where you need to be at with God, amen, and you draw close to Him, amen, and you, amen, stand. Make sure that you're standing, amen, amen and make sure, amen, that your salvation is sure, amen. Don't let anything that's going to happen, amen, in the days and the weeks and the months and the years, uh, amen, whatever we have that is ahead, uh, amen, draw you away from your relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You make sure, amen, as verse 12 says, amen, let him that thinketh these standeth, Take heed lest he fall. Because if we're honest with ourselves, every single one of us tonight are subject to fall. So we like, sometimes maybe we like to point the fingers. It's easy to point fingers at somebody else. Adam and Eve fell. And we blame Adam and Eve, right? What's the first thing Adam did? Do you know what the first thing Adam did when well, God asked him, why did you do this? He blamed a woman. He blamed the wife. He blamed Eve. What did Eve do? The first thing she did, she said she blamed the snake, right? It's, this Degum serpent, amen. What, is it, what was he thinking, amen? What, what was he doing here, amen? It seems like, amen, every time, amen, we like to blame something, amen, on somebody else, or we like to, amen, put, uh, look down our noses at somebody else, amen, but every single one of us are subject to fall. It's a real risk for every single Christian. I mean, it's... I, I don't always like to do this, and I don't always do this, but I'm going to do it tonight, I mean, because it's just, it's out there. I mean, and I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not trying to drag anybody through the mud. You probably know the story. I think I've mentioned it before. Very famous pastor. One of the largest churches, probably in the country, but definitely in New York City. Hillsong Church. Pastor Carl Lenz was, it came out, was a month ago, a month and a half ago, whatever it was that he had an inappropriate relationship outside of his marriage. They fired him. They fired his wife. I hope he's getting help uh, for that, and I hope, I hope he's restored. Uh, I hope God forgives him of his sins. I pray, I pray for him. God forgive him. Amen. But here was a man. He's famous He's famous because he's, he's known as, uh, as, as, I can't even remember his first name, but Bieber. You know Bieber? What's his first name? Anybody know? Justin Bieber. He's Justin Bieber's pastor. Right? He's known as he's he's, very, he's a believer. Amen. He's known as these famous people's pastor. Amen. And he was put up on a pedestal and he was a pastor, amen, of a mega church in New York City. Amen. In one moment of temptation, amen, cost him his relationship with his wife. I'm sure it's it's not the same as it used to be. It's cost him his pastorship of a church. He's brought shame and reproach on the name of Jesus Christ and the church. Amen. I don't know what else has happened in his life, but I, you know, I, 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 you know, I kind of went on, and I haven't really looked at it very much here recently, but something popped up on my news feed, and I read it the other day. And it was somebody that knows him um, through the church that said there was really some more things going on in his life more than just the affair that happened outside of the marriage. This particular person described him as narcissistic, um, as just, you know, doing his own thing, living his own life, uh, doing whatever he wanted to do. And I say that, I mention that not to draw, drag his name again through the mud or anybody else's, because we could, we could call out all kind of names. There's plenty, of, there's enough of them out there. We don't have to look very far. I say it to say this, I don't care how much money you got, And I don't care how cool your hair looks. And I don't care what kind of car you drive. And I don't care how big of a church you pastor or you don't pastor. Amen. I don't care how long you've been saved. uh, And I don't care how long you ain't been saved. Amen. I I don't care who your mama is or your daddy is or who they were. Amen. In the church, uh, I'm here to tell you, I don't care who we are. Amen. There is a real danger that is out there. Amen. The devil is seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. And he's doing a very good job of it today. And we need to make sure amen that our salvation is sure we need to take inventory amen we need to know that we know that we know amen not just think we stand but we better know we stand with God in this last day verse 6 now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted in other words what Paul is saying I mean the What he's going to use is is some examples from Israel and and their walk in the wilderness, and really their failures um, in the wilderness. And he's saying these things are written for us. They're provided to us in the Word of God for an example for us. But in this case, it's not an example of what we should do. It's an example of what we should not do. It's behaviors and it's actions and it's things that he is warning us we need to make sure We avoid. So if the Bible says that, Paul says that, God's Word says that, I want to know what these things are. Let's keep reading. He says, Neither be ye idolaters, verse 7, as some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and to drink and arose up to play. This is a reference to, I believe it's Exodus chapter number 32. Let me just make sure. Uh, Exodus chapter uh, 32, um, I believe somewhere around verse number 6. Yeah, verse number 6. And this is the story of where the Israelites and really Aaron the high priest made an idol of gold, an image of gold, a, a golden calf. As Moses is up on the mountain of God, Mount Sinai, receiving Uh, the Ten Commandments, receiving the law in the presence of God. Amen. After, I believe it's 40 days. Is that right, Brother Charlie? He's up on the mountain. I mean, before 40 days is up, they done got so impatient. Uh, Amen. They said, well, let's go back to Egypt. Well, let's get the gods, amen, that were were serving in Egypt. I mean, let's go back and serve there because we don't know what happened to Moses. He may not ever come back. And so Aaron says, give me all your gold that you can give me. He throws it in there and he fashions it into a golden calf and they begin to worship. And as Moses is coming down the mountain, I mean, he hears the noise of these people, amen, that have rose up to play and are worshiping false gods. And, and Paul says here, he says, don't be idolaters as some, as some of them were. Amen. And so the, the the warning for us is to not let anything in this world stand between you and your relationship with God. Amen. I the first commandment is thou shalt have no other gods before me, God says. Amen. I mean, that is the first commandment. That's the first thing we need to do is make sure Amen, that our, that our jobs, that our family, that our cars, that our, amen, whatever it is, amen, in this world, amen, that nothing comes between us and our relationship with God, amen, and our relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't be an idolatry, he says. Verse 8, he says, Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day 23,000. I believe this is a reference to Numbers chapter number 25. The Bible says that Israel committed fornication, literal fornication, by taking wives from the Moabites um, and marrying them and beginning to worship their gods, you see, and God had already warned them. He had told them so many times, don't do it. <laughs> he said, don't take wives from all these foreign nations because I already know what's going to happen. It's They're going to pull your heart away from me, and you're going to go out, and you're going to start serving these other gods Amen. of these other nations. And he said, stay away from them, and they did it anyway, right in the face of God. I mean, they they just disobeyed God's commandment, and God's word. And God says, You know what? Uh, I mean, I'll, send, I'll just send a plague. I mean, the Bible says He did. Amen. I in, in here in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 it says 23,000 fell in one day. God just killed them because of disobedience. I mean, that's an example for us. When God tells us something, when God commands us to do something, He expects us to do it. When God commands us not to do something, he expects us not to do it. That's pretty simple. Amen. There's nothing profound there, but amen. But you understand, amen, it really is just that simple. It really is that simple. We make it so hard. Israel made it so hard, didn't it? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. I actually had a chart and I forgot to put it up there that night, amen. But it, it was it was a circle and it had each of the boxes going around clockwise. But you understand we had you know, Israel was in obedience to God. And then, and then we still get start get you know get drawn away. God would bless them when, when they were amen when they were following God when they were obeying Him amen. But amen they got comfortable amen and they amen maybe they started thinking they were standing but they really wasn't standing. And so amen they started uh, disobeying God's commandments that brought God's judgment amen. And then uh, amen they said well here comes uh, all this stuff amen we'll turn back to God again. It was this vicious cycle going round and round and round and round amen of being obedient disobedient God's judgment God's blessing and God's just saying amen. You're giving me a headache here, amen. I'm spinning out of control just trying to figure out where you're going. Would you just obey me? If I tell you to do something, would you just do it? And I think it's what God, amen, desires of us tonight, amen. This is, it's already written. It's plain. This is your instruction manual for life, Amen. God has given us His commandments and His laws and His statutes, amen. And He has told us how He expects us to to live and how He expects us, uh, amen, to abide in this world, amen, before, amen, the rapture takes us out of this place. One day there'll be no more sin and we won't have to worry about any of these things. But until then, amen, we're to live according to this. And that's why He's saying, take heed, amen, lest you fall. Amen, let's continue on. Verse 9, Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Now, this is somewhere around, uh, the Bible says Exodus 17, but I think you can also find it in Numbers 16 toward the end of that chapter, verses 41 through 50. Uh, you find the uh, episode that's, that's talked about here. Um, and really what's taking place, you remember the, the rebellion of Korah. It was this group of men led by Korah, a man who rose up against Moses and Aaron and said, Who are you guys? Who died and made you king of the Israelites and the priests? And why can't the rest of us serve God in, in the way that you're serving God? And why can't God talk to us like he's talking to you? And, and so God says, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, he said, go ahead and line them up, amen, the next morning. We'll, we'll, see, who, uh, uh, we'll see who's right and who's wrong. And you know the story, and, and Moses says, you know what? Uh, if, if you die by any other natural means, amen, it wasn't God. But if God does some new thing and opens up the earth... Swallows you whole, then you'll know, amen, who, who's, whose side God is on in this situation. And so that's what happens. The earth literally opens up, said they fell down alive in the shield to death. Uh, amen. There, amen, it swallowed up them, their families. There was other fire came out and destroyed some of the other ones that were there. Amen. And so after this episode, the Bible says that many of the Israelites begin to complain. Again, you would think after seeing this, I mean, can you imagine? The earth opens up, swallows people. Fire comes out and destroys them. The re- some of the rest of these, and they still complaining. Amen. <laughs> hey, what I mean, that's <laughs> I gotta I gotta pull the reins a little bit. But sometimes that's a lot like church folks. <laughs> hey, man. Amen. Come on, I'm one of y'all.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. What What about me? Amen. <laughs> hey, or whatever. I mean, it's sometimes it don't matter what you do. Amen. I we as church folks, we're gonna complain about everything, ain't we? God help us, I mean, don't't don't, don't do that. I mean but they, uh, I mean they tempted God in this thing and God's anger was kindled against him and he, and he sent a plague and began to kill all these people. and as you read through this story, it's almost like uh, I want to describe it this way, as the plague is going out from God, it's almost like you can see it. it's moving. and as it moves, people are dying. because what the Bible says is that Aaron, I mean, at the direction of God and the direction of Moses, takes a censer, he puts incense in it, and he runs in the midst of the congregation. He runs in the middle of the people to make intercession, atonement for the people. And the Bible says he ran between the living and the dead, right in the middle of where all this is going on, and made atonement for the people, and God stopped it right there. Amen. But it is a picture for us that God expects us to obey Him and listen to His voice, and do what He says, amen, and not turn to some of these things and start, amen, trying to decide, amen, really trying to be gods for ourselves and make our own, our own God decisions in our lives, amen, and try to tell God, I don't need you. It's really what they were doing, amen, we don't, who is this God, amen, that would do these things, amen, and we just need to obey Him and trust Him and live for Him. The Bible says in that one event, 14,000 people died. Serious stuff. I mean, God is doing here. I mean, these are examples for us, Paul says. Let's keep reading. Verse number 11. Now all these things happen uh, unto them for examples. They're examples to us. And they're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. You see, I really feel like that God, He really, I think, if I could say this correctly, I think He expects a little more out of us. That he, that he even did the Israelites because we have these examples. We got the instructions. We have all the examples. Beyond that, somebody mentioned, I heard it back here, we have Jesus. <laughs> We have the revelation that they were that they they didn't know that was Jesus as a rock that was following them. They didn't know him by that name. They didn't know he was the one that was going to go to the cross. They didn't know that pillar of cloud of fire by night uh, was the glory of God. Uh, amen. The son of God one day uh, amen would come down on an old rugged cross and die for their sins. They didn't know that. They didn't have that revelation. We do. We know better. We should know better. So I think God expects a little more out of us. In fact, He says here in one place, I think He's talking to the young Pastor Timothy. Paul is, and he's writing, and he says, "...be not many masters, for we shall receive the greater condemnation." In other words... Amen. I those that are teachers, uh, those that are preachers, those that amen I stand behind the pulpit. Amen. I those that amen I profess the word of God. Amen. I those that amen uh, I that 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 uh, have those that are under uh, them, that they are leading and guiding. Amen. I they are watchmen on the wall. Amen. I they're supposed to be looking out for the for the wolves, and they're supposed to be looking out for the dangers, and they're supposed to be looking out for the pitfalls. Amen. I he expects a little more out of us because we should know better. Amen? Especially if somebody is standing up behind that pulpit and is saying something that they know is wrong and are intentionally leading people astray. It's a dangerous place to be. I don't want to be there. I don't think anybody else does here either. The point is this. Amen? God has given us his instruction manual. He's laid this out for us and he said, Amen. here's how I want you to live this thing out. amen. And we don't really have an excuse not to. He's given us his word. He's given us his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. And even beyond that, we have the power of the Holy Spirit that abides within us, every single one of us that are saved. Because Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I'll send the comforter. Send the comforter back. He's going to be with you. He's going to teach you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to be your counselor. He's going to be your helper. Amen. When you you don't even know what to say, he's going to be words in your mouth. Amen. But how many times do we turn a deaf ear to the Holy Spirit's voice in our life and we just go our own way? The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The Bible says, amen, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Amen. There is a real danger for us. And I'm not trying to preach that everybody in here is backslid. I hope nobody's taking it that way tonight. But what I'm trying to get across to us tonight, amen, is we need to take heed, amen, lest we fall. I mean, is it, let me ask a question. I mean, I'm not gonna be too much longer. I'm almost done, amen. But I wanna, I wanna ask us a couple questions tonight. Amen, is it possible for a Christian to fall? What does the Word of God have to say? Let's look at Hebrews chapter number 3, verse 12. We're going to put it up on the screen for us. At least I hope we do. Yeah, I hope I gave it to him. It says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Take heed, brethren. Who do you think he's talking to? He's talking to Christians, believers. He said, take heed, lest there be an evil heart of unbelief. I mean, what's... What's the diff- What takes them from, amen, from, a, from a brethren to one that is departing from the living God? It is unbelief. It, it is, a, is a loss and a lack of faith in God and Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. They turn away from it. Amen. They they go their own way. They try to make their own path. Amen. And don't go in God's way. Let's look at Hebrews chapter number six, verse four. This is a hard script- This is a hard section of scripture right here. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It says, For it is impossible. For those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. What does that sound like to you? Does that sound like sinners or Christians? That sounds like Christians to me. They were enlightened, they have tasted the heavenly gift, and they were partakers of the Holy Ghost. Verse 5, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Verse 6, if they shall fall away, well, if it's not possible to fall away, why in the world did the writer of Hebrews warn us about falling away? It says, if they shall fall away, to renew them again and to repent it, seeing that they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to open shame. There is a real danger for us, I mean, if we're not careful. I mean, there, there are plenty of preachers, plenty of, plenty of denominations that are out there today that, that will preach to you. I'll, I'll just put it plain to us tonight that will preach to you, once saved, always saved. If you ask me, do you believe in once saved, always saved? I'll say, maybe. I believe you can be once saved and you can be always saved. I believe that's possible. possible. Amen. Do you, if you ask me, and the, the technical term that they use uh, is eternal security. Do you believe in eternal security? Well, I believe the Bible says we are sealed by the, uh, by the Spirit unto the day of redemption. I believe that the Bible says, God, Jesus says, Amen. they are in my hand and nobody, nobody will pluck them out. Amen. But do, if you ask me, do you believe in unconditional eternal security? In other words, what that means is it doesn't matter what you do, how you live your life, whether you trust God, walk out, live in whatever kind of, uh, come in, say you got saved and just go out and live only life. I, am I, I going to say that that person is going to make it to heaven? I don't believe in unconditional eternal security. In fact, I'm probably... Probably going to get myself in trouble by saying this.
1: I do that a lot. That's
3: okay. We are saved by grace through faith. You are saved by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. If this verse stopped at you are saved by grace, if the verse stopped right there, I would believe in unconditional eternal security. Because that would just mean if you breathe air, you're saved, because you're just saved by grace. You don't have to do anything. Well, we got, you know, sometimes we say, well, salvation is not by works, so we don't have to do anything to be saved. That's not true. You have to do something to be saved, you have to repent. You have to, have, you have to place your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. I otherwise, I mean, everybody in the world would just be saved and we'd all go to heaven and there would be no hell. Amen. There's a part that we have to play in this. Amen. I so, in a sense, I mean, I hope I'm saying that, I hope nobody gets mad at me tonight. And in a sense, salvation is conditional, it's conditional upon you trusting in the cross of Calvary and the blood of Jesus Christ and surrendering your life to Him Amen, and receiving the forgiveness, you don't do anything. It's not because you earned it. It's not because uh, I mean, you had anything to bring or to offer to God. It's because you say, you know what? I don't have anything uh, and He has everything and I just receive what God has for me. And so in the same way I believe, amen. Uh, our, our salvation is not eternally secure in that sense, amen. And I believe the Bible bears this out, amen. Let's look one more section of Scripture and we'll move on. Romans chapter number 11, verse 17. This is, this is a hard section to get through and we'll try to, amen, to uh, explain it as we go through it. It says, If some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild, wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partake of the root and fatness of the olive tree. And we're saying that the olive tree is Israel. God's original covenant was with Israel. He says, now what God has done in Jesus Christ, amen, is He has plucked off the branches, because Jesus is the root, right? He's, he's the vine, where the branches. He has plucked those out and He has grafted us in as Gentiles into the vine of Jesus Christ. Amen, that's what He's describing here. Let's pick back up verse 18. Boast not against the branches... But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. In other words, he's saying, Amen, you don't supply anything to the root. The root supplies to you. That root is Christ, amen, and the Holy Spirit in your life. Verse 19. That will say then the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of the unbelief they were broken off. There it is again. Why were they broken off? Unbelief. They didn't believe in Jesus Christ as the Savior, as the Messiah. Amen. Because of unbelief they were broken off and thou standest by what faith. Simple. Be not high-minded but fear. Verse 21: For if God spared not the natural branches Israel, take heed lest he also not spare thee, Gentiles. Behold therefore the goodness and sovereignty or severity of God, excuse me, on them which fell, severity, but toward thee goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, Notice what we got to do. We have to continue in it. Amen. Otherwise thou also shall be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Now, now if you were waiting for a moment to shout, here it is. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because I'm, I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, we need to, Amen. To make sure that we don't fall away from the gospel of Jesus Christ and we don't lose our salvation and all these things. I'm here to give you a promise. If we do, we have an advocate with the Father. Amen. That He will forgive us of our sins. If we come back with a true heart of repentance, Amen. Kneel down at the old fashioned altar and say, God, Amen. I was wrong. You were right. Amen. I need you in my life. Amen. God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. That's the God that we serve. Amen. Tonight. But there's a real danger for us tonight. Real danger, amen. For us, amen. I want to. I want to give you. I to give you one thing as we leave tonight. How do we avoid falling? There's so much stuff. I wish I could give it to y'all. I don't have time, so I'm just going to give you this section of scripture. Second Peter chapter number one, beginning at verse five. He says, "And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge." Verse 6, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Verse 7, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, which is love. Verse 8, for if these things be in you and abound, first of all, let's pause there just for that. They're not an exact list, but what do they sound like to you? Fruit of the Spirit, Spirit, Galatians chapter number 5. Right? Let's pick back up. If these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Verse 10, wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. What does he say? God says, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy might, and love your neighbor as yourself. On those two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's the law of Christ. Love God. Love people. Obey God's commandments and treat people right. What does the Lord require of thee? I think it's Micah 6, 8. What does God require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God? That's it. Amen. What Paul is saying to us tonight and what I want to say to us tonight is, amen, it is simple. It really is. I don't want to overcomplicate anything tonight. But I also want to say there is a real danger. There's a real danger for your soul and for my soul. Amen. And the devil is out there and he is trying to devour as many people as he can in these last days. And there may be times where we can't meet in church. And there may be times where we can't have live services. And there may be times where you can't get to a pastor. And there may be times where, amen, uh, you're, you're going to have to learn, if you don't already, you're going to have to learn, amen, to get in that word yourself. And you're going to have to sit down with your family. And you're going to have to, amen, trust God yourself. And you're going to have to know how to walk this thing out, amen. And if you don't do it, I mean, I, Brother Bubba, was that, uh, we were talking last night, amen, about this. And, and uh, he made the comment. He said, you know what? He said, when I, I know he hates missing church tonight. But he made the comment. He said, you know what? He said, when I miss church, I feel it. I don't like it. I'm missing something. There's a there's an emptiness. There's there's something there. I mean, and uh, I mean, and that's that's true of all of us. And I've been in times in my life where you know we all have where jobs or other situations. I mean, come up and and you know some of those things we can't help. I mean, it's just you know that's life. Amen. Amen. But if we're if we're depending, here's, what to say, here's why I want to say this. If we're depending on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night to get us through, there may come a day, amen, where we don't have Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Whether it be COVID or whether it be government regulations or whether it be that, whatever. What are we going to do? Amen. I've seen too many people, even in the good times, where we don't we're not fighting COVID and we're not fighting all these things that are going on in the world today. We're not seeing the signs of the times as strongly as we're seeing today. I've seen many people when it's comfortable to love God and to live for Him. In one day, out the next. On fire for God this week, freezing cold the next. You know, they, you know, they're Tearing the altars up amen for a couple of weeks and then you don't see them for six months and they're not going somewhere else amen, amen. I'm, I'm here to warn us amen because I see it happening thank God amen I know I'm preaching to the Wednesday night crowd amen you guys are but I'm, I'm here saying I'm not saying that anybody here that's not here tonight is, is who'm i preaching that's not what I'm saying but I am saying this amen if we're not careful amen that one day that we go you know what that prayer time that I had, I'm going to skip that today. That Bible, Bible reading plan I was doing, it's getting a little old. I'm, a, I'm just going to take a break for a while. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, God delivered me out of this thing over here, but you know what, is it really that big of a deal? Sure, it ain't going to hurt. I'm just going to pick that back up for right now. I mean, I need it for this moment, you know, what I'm going through, what I'm facing. Piece by piece, little by little, moment by moment, day by day, minute by minute, the devil is stealing away your soul. That's why he says, Amen. I'm going to go back. I'm going to read this verse one more time. Verse number 12, 1 Corinthians 10. Wherefore, let him that think he stands take heed lest he fall. Amen. Stand with me tonight if you're able to stand. I was a lot in that tonight, and I apologize, but hey man, there's, there's so much more. <laughs> but I, what I don't want to see um, as a Christian, much less an assistant pastor or whatever, I know what Brother Bubba doesn't want to see as pastor. Is any of you, any of us, you're caught off guard and allow the enemy to come in our lives and deceive us. The whole time thinking we're standing on firm foundation, on the rock of Christ, on the rock of Jesus, and wake up one day and realize it was all a mirage that we had painted for ourselves. We had, you know, we had done, so, done so much and convinced ourselves that we were right and that we were okay that we even believed in ourselves. Brother Bubba and I also talked last night and... You know, um, breaks your heart. It makes you really want to get on your knees and pray. But there are many people that are out there today, churches, amen, that call themselves Christians. That I'm afraid, really afraid, really fearful. Some of our family members that are that are. I don't know, I guess maybe kind of call them fringe Christians. I mean, they kind of they want to associate with the church and with Christianity, but they, they've never really committed their lives to Christ. And, Amen. you know, one of these days, the trumpet is going to sound. And it's going to happen in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. And I'm not going to have time to call them. And they're not going to have time to call us. There will be many that will be left here on this planet, suffer through the great tribulation and the antichrist and the mark of the beast and all the stuff that's coming. Brother Rick, I think, mentioned it before service tonight. He said, um, you know, it's not just the church that's leaving. It's the Holy Spirit. It will not be here. Not in the way it is right now. I believe that's the restraining force that the Bible talks about that's going to be taken away, and that's when the Antichrist is going to be able to come in. You know, There's still hope for And The Bible says there'll be some that come out of the Great Tribulation period of time and are saved, but we've always said it, and I still believe it. If you can't live for Christ now, while it's easy, you will not live for Him when it gets more difficult, and it's going to get infinitely difficult. The Bible says, Jesus said in Matthew 24, That the great tribulation period of time will be a period of time like has never been before, and will never be. You think the Holocaust was bad? It will pale in comparison to what's going to take place in the great tribulation. Think some of these other things, these atrocities and genocides that we've seen take place. You think it's? You think that's bad? You think Hitler was bad? Antichrist is going to be possessed by Satan himself. He's going to be the embodiment of evil. In this world, you think it's going crazy right now? You take the church out of it. You think our government is messed up right now? Take God out of it. What's left of God in it? Sorry. Sorry. There's somebody that's listening to this right now. You know, you know you're not right with God. You've sat in church and you've cried tears and you've held back. And God sent in a warning. This time is drawing short and that today is the day of salvation. Keep saying I'm going to wait to the right moment. I'm going to wait till this happens or I'm going to wait till that happens or I'm going to wait till this particular thing happens this way. God is saying tonight is the night of salvation. I, I believe it. I don't, I don't know who you are. But there's somebody out there tonight. Amen. You need Jesus Christ in your life. Amen. And I, I don't I've never done this before, but I'm here to tell you, I, don't, I believe God can go through a camera and a YouTube and a, an a Internet line, and it can go back up to space through this satellite Internet, and it can bounce back down to wherever you are listening to this. Amen. And God can save your soul right now. Amen. And it's simple. All you got to do is just admit you're a sinner. Believe Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, the only way, the truth, the only way and the only life of Amen. salvation. Amen. Confess Him as Lord and Savior of your life invite him into your heart to save you from his sins. The Bible says, amen, he that confesses with the mouth the Lord Jesus and believes in his heart that God raised him from the dead, he shall be saved. It's just that easy. I don't know who, if somebody's listening out there. If I missed it tonight, I missed it. Amen. I if there's somebody out there that's listening tonight and you need salvation, if you're sitting on the couch, you're sitting in that lazy boy, you're sitting in your car or whatever, pull over to the side of the road. Amen. I kneel down and pray right now. Amen. I call somebody to pray with you. Call me. I'll pray with you right now. Amen. I if, I mean, if you need somebody, whoever it is, Amen. I get somebody to help you. Amen. I reach out to God. Don't leave this world. Don't leave this life. Amen. I lost and undone. And don't find yourself in a place where you're here. Amen. I when the church is gone. Amen. There's a real. There's real danger for us, church. And I, I want to I emphasize that. Amen. Don't, don't allow anything to draw you away. As again, as I said, I believe everybody here tonight is saved. I believe everybody here tonight has asked Jesus in their heart to save them from his sins. But I'm, I'm just going to give you a moment. I'll give you a, give you a second. I mean, if anybody wants to pray tonight, I mean, I'm not going to close it without, um, I don't think I've ever closed a service without offering prayer or a moment of prayer, a time of prayer. Um, And if God will allow me not to forget, I never will. Amen. I always want to give an opportunity for people to pray. If you're here tonight and you just want to spend some season in prayer, I know it's a little later, uh, but if you just want to spend a little season in prayer tonight, the altars are open. They're always open. You don't have to wait for me to invite you. Jesus gives the invitation, not me. Amen. If you're here tonight and you just want to pray, amen, if you just want to pray where you're at, you don't want to come to the altar, amen, you just want to see. Spend a little season in prayer. Why don't we just just all do that just for a moment? Amen. Wherever you are, however you feel led to do it. Amen. Tonight, dear Heavenly Father, God, I want to take this message to heart tonight for me, God. God, it doesn't matter, God, who my dad was. It doesn't matter who my mom was. It doesn't matter who my grandparents were. It doesn't matter that I grew up in church. It doesn't matter, God, that there's a, a title after my name. None of those things matter. God, what matters? what's going to matter in eternity, God, is have I lived my life in a way that's pleasing to you? Have I obeyed your word? Have I obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ? Have I received him as Lord and Savior of my life? Am I, am I God, ready, God, when you come, God, to receive us home? God, I pray, God, tonight, God, don't let anything, God, stand in the way. God, come between me and you. Come between my relationship with you. God, uh, I want to make sure, God tonight, that uh, God, I'm I'm standing firm upon Your Word, Your promises, God. I'm standing on Your commandments, God. I'm obeying what You want me to do. I don't want to be some of those God that just think that I'm standing, God, when in reality, God, God, what I'm standing on is sinking sand. God, I don't want to stand upon my own strength or my own abilities or my own ideas. God, I want to stand upon Your Word truth of your word. God, I don't want to just think I'm standing. God, I want to know that I'm standing on that rock that is Christ Jesus. God, I want to take heed tonight. God, I want to, I want to, I want to think about God to take inventory of where I am in my life, for tonight. Each and every day. God, those moments, God, where the devil tries to just, he's just on my case. God, he's trying his best to try to get me, God, to lose my faith, God, and to turn in unbelief, God, towards you. Begin to question you. Begin to blame you. Begin to murmur, God. Begin to complain like the Israelites did, God. Begin to turn to other things and make other things my God. God, I, I want to, God, look with God's spiritual eyes, Lord, tonight. God, and see, God, the true condition. God, a place where I am in you. God, I want to make sure God, every single moment of the day, God, that I'm not standing on a slippery slope and I'm not standing on sinking sand. God, I'm not in quicksand, God, but I'm on the rock that is Christ Jesus and I'm on a firm foundation. God, I'm walking, God, that straight and that narrow path, God, that you've made for us, God. I don't ever want to find myself on the broad way. God, I want to stay on that straight and narrow way. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, God, tonight, every single one of us that are here, God, that you do that. Those that are listening, God, that you would do that for us, Lord, tonight. God, that we would be sober. That we'd be vigilant. God, that we would keep our minds, God, and our lives, God, pointed to you. Regardless of whether we can meet here, or regardless of what the what the government says we can and can't do, and God, what whatever comes our way, God. God, that we've got a firm foundation so that, God, if it's just me and you, God, I can make it. God, if it's just me and this word, God, I can make it. God, because I'm built upon that that rock, God, I'm built upon, God, that true foundation. God, I pray, God, tonight, God, that you would just... Help those, God, tonight. God, if those that are praying, God, maybe some that are out there listening to us or be listening later, God, I ask you, Lord Jesus, just to touch their lives, God, and be with them, God. Some that are not here tonight that will not listen to this, God, I pray for them as well. God, if there's some of them out there, God, tonight that, that fall into this category, God, I pray for their eternal souls, Lord, tonight. And I pray, God, as, as Aaron God, took that censer and run into the middle of the people, God, we stand... God, as children of God, Lord, and we stand up for them, God, and we God lift them up to you, to God, in prayer, God, and we ask you, Lord, to be merciful and gracious to them. I don't believe anybody in here tonight is in danger of losing their, their salvation, but I do believe there is, a, there is a real threat out there. And none of us, not a single one, are immune to the devil's work. And we ask you, Lord, God, as we, Close this out, God, tonight. You said, God, in the model prayer, God, deliver us, God, or keep us from that hour of temptation from the, from the evil one. God, and that's my prayer, God, tonight. Uh, we didn't continue on, God, but verse 13 tells us there's not a temptation that comes against us, God, that we will not be able to bear it. You'll make a way of escape. We ask you, Lord, to make that way of escape for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anybody, any special prayer tonight? Yeah, Kevin, We stand there for Brother Bubba? Uh, as many as would, uh, would like to come help us pray or right where you're at, help us pray. Amen. Let's lift up Brother Bubba tonight. He uh, Let's just trust and pray that, amen, maybe he's got a little sinus drainage or something going on, but that's about it. Amen. And uh, amen. God can just go ahead and heal and take care of that. Heavenly Father, oh, God, we love you. Thank Lord you. Praise you, God, today. We anoint Brother, Brother Kevin. Brother In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, God, tonight on behalf of our pastor, Brother Bubba, God, we ask you, Lord God, right now, God, to touch his body, God, we ask you, Jesus, God, to heal, God, we ask you, Lord God, to move, God, Lord, uh, sinus drainage and whatever else, God, he's uh, uh, fighting against, whatever the cause, God, the source of this is. God, we, uh, we're anointing him on behalf, God, of uh, the love of God, and We're anointing God. We're doing what you said to do in your word, God. Anoint him with oil. Pr- pray the prayer of faith. Call for the elders of the church, God. That's what we've done. God, we ask you, Lord, God, to do the miracle, God, and do the work, God. or to help, him, Lord, help him, Lord, him feel that strength, God, and touch God in his body. God, uh, tonight, God, And we pray, God, that he'll be back here with us, God, Sunday morning, God, in church with us and, and uh, preaching the word of God. Amen. We believe it in Jesus' name. Anybody else tonight? tell you
2: some good word tonight uh, to kind of go along with what what the brother has said tonight uh and i think he even mentioned it um what the devil tries to do to us he don't try to come in and he knows is if he knows if we're a child of god that he can't just run in to our hearts and just pluck us away he'll try to but you know what he does, just like Brother Tony mentioned, he'll, he'll, he'll pick at you. He'll take bits and pieces, and he'll pick, and he'll pick, and he'll pick, and he'll pick until he gets the whole body, correct? I want to give to you tonight this word, uh, Luke 22, verse 31. This was regarding Simon Peter. This was Simon Peter speaking directly to the Lord. Basically, Lord, you know, uh, I'll stand, you know, this is Kevin's commentary. Lord, i stand with you even until the end of the world. But the Lord spoke directly to him and, and said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Here's here's the part right here, right here. here. Here's the part where a lot of us are right now. And he said unto him, Simon, to our Lord and Savior, and he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. That's where most of us are right now. Here's what the Lord said to him. And he said, "The Lord said to Peter, "I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me." That's where we are, That's where we are today. Where do you stand today? How much How much has Satan sifted from your flower bag? How much has he bled off of you? Are you about this close? what the brother's saying tonight to being overcome we can get that way as Christians we can get that way you can get there so easy it'll make your head spin you can find so many excuses matter of fact we had a little play around here one time we called it excuses there was a song we used to sing excuses excuses you hear them every day you can make a, I promise you we can make up some good ones to stay out of church We can make up some good ones to not kneel down and pray. We can make up some good ones to not call upon the name of the Lord. It's those times whenever we fail to do that, those are those bits and pieces of your soul that I'm talking about that's slipping away from you. His message was right on cue for the time that we're living in right now. We got to maintain our position with the Lord. We got to know where we stand. We got to be planted on a firm foundation, not on the sinking sand, not on the sifting wheat. You know, don't let don't let the devil siphon that away from you. What a great message tonight! I tell you, you know, it it puts things into perspective. It really does. I mean, it really does. I appreciate you for breaking down the the message that, the way you did. You know, we're blessed to have a pastors and assistant pastors that. You know, don't try to preach over your head. They don't try to try to use a, a big theology degree to, uh, to make, make the congregation think that, that they're smarter than you. They give you the Word of God is what they're giving you. They're giving you the tools that you need to fight the devil. Because if you don't take these tools, you're, you're fighting a battle you're not prepared to fight. Continue to pray for one another. Apply this word that you heard tonight. Apply it to your heart. And whoever that was that the brother mentioned, choose this day who you will serve. It can happen just that quick. The Lord could have come right then. Where where would you be standing at? I seen it on YouTube. There was a there was something going on, and that quick. Pile of blood, stains, and clothes. That's all you're going to see. God's chosen ones are going to be gone. Where would you have been? It's, it's, that's, that's, that's how real it is, people. That's how real it is. If, if that person was you tonight, I beg you, I beg you to make it right as soon as possible with the Lord. And like he said, like our brother said tonight, it's not hard. We make it hard. It's not hard to plan a salvation. It's easy. It's easy. All you got to do is be a good person. And you're, it's, he just read it. It's a straight shot into heaven. Be a good person. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. Ain't that what it says? We got it. Remember that. Let's keep Keep our feet planted on a firm foundation. Let's pray for one another. We all need, we need each other's prayers. That's how we're going to make it in. We got to, we got to thrive off of each other's strengths. That's what we do, okay? If you see a brother in need, help him. Say, hey, the Lord, you know, the Lord revealed unto me, you might be, you might be in a lacking state or whatever. You know, can I pray for you? What can I do to help you, you know? Thank y'all for coming tonight. We love y'all. Continue praying for those that are out. Continue to pray for the lost. Continue to pray for our families. Each and every one of our families have lost loved ones in them. Just that quick, I mean, we could be gone. Just that quick, they could be separated permanently from the love of God. From the Spirit of God, they could be separated from it. Thank you all again for coming out tonight. I want to ask Brother Charlie to dismiss in a word of prayer tonight.
0: Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.